Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. So if you are a listener of the podcast, then you know that I am generally very excited about my guests, always excited about my guests. But when I say that I'm excited for to have had this conversation with Erin Claire Jones and for you to hear it, I really, really mean it. If you are a listener of the podcast, you also will probably have noticed that I've started talking about this thing called human design because since discovering it, I have just become increasingly fascinated by it and its power to really help people understand how to live a life that is really in alignment with who you really are, how you were optimally designed to operate in this world. And that is what human design provides. It gives you a real practical framework for that. So I'm super excited about that. And I have discovered Erin Claire Jones through my deep dive into human design. And I'm a total super fan of hers. And I reached out to her to ask her to be on the show. And she said yes. So I was completely thrilled. And I got to go and interview her at her beautiful home in Brooklyn. And we had a great conversation, which I'm very excited for you to hear. But first, let me introduce, for those of you who do not know Erin Claire Jones, she is a leadership coach specializing in human design. She has been featured in Forbes, Well and Good, Nylon, Culture trip, the Sunday Times, and more. She helps leaders and teams step into their highest potential by offering them the self-knowledge and tools to perform at the top of their personal and professional games. She has consulted for startups all over the world, built companies supporting executives, partnerships, and small teams to operate more harmoniously and effectively, and conducted research on leadership challenges at 90-plus early-stage companies. She's a total badass. Very excited for you to hear this conversation with Erin Claire Jones. Erin Claire Jones, I am so (laughs) excited to be sitting in your apartment talking to you. Welcome to Dear Franny. Thank you. It's so good to be here. (laughs) This is just amazing. I discovered human design on September 3rd. It is now October 31st. And I have just been like getting more obsessed with it by the day. (laughs) And you're one of the first people that I found out in the world who is an expert and a reader. And I was like, totally stalking all the podcasts you've been on and listening to all your interviews. So cool. I love that. So I'm a groupie. Just want to get that out there. (laughs) That means a lot to hear. So how are you? I'm great. It's nice to be doing it at my home, but I'm good. Things have been very busy recently, which I'm grateful for. But also as a projector, I'm like really learning my boundaries. Yeah. And I actually wondered that too. I was like, gosh, she's like all over the place. You're doing so much work. You're in super high demand, which is amazing. But also you're a projector. I'm like an energy projector. I have like a lot of energy in my design, but it's like, I really do burn out. Mm. So I think just for me, it's like always just about learning about the sustainability and like I'm learning it by doing it and burning out. I mean, like take a step back, like how to do this in a more sustainable way. It feels good. Trial and error, but yeah. 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 (laughs) So for those who are listening who haven't heard of human design, and in my experience so far, most people have not heard of human design. Totally. And then I'm like, text me your birth details. (laughs) I want to know now, yeah. How do you describe it? Mm -hmm. So basically, human design gives us our energetic DNA. So it's based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. And through that information, we understand how you're designed to make decisions, communicate, cultivate relationships, process information, the environments you're designed to be in, and so much more. And so I think more more than anything else, it's like not about giving people foreign information that doesn't make sense to them or feels very new, but it's often stuff they intuitively know, but haven't given themselves permission to step into. Yeah. So it's really just like permission to be who you are and just having a stranger reflected back to you. Yes. And that's how I felt when I first discovered it. I just, the, the main way that I describe it was just feeling validated, just mm-hmm. validated that there were these things about myself that I knew, but I wish that they were different because I wish I was more 
like other people in these particular ways and you know being raised in a family that had a lot more energy than I did and having like all my friends and have a lot more energy than I do and you know my boyfriend having everyone I'm like what is wrong with me and Mm -hmm. I definitely felt I spent a lot of my life feeling like I was lazy, yeah. even though I was also at the same time very hardworking. So I was like, I'm not lazy. Right. <laughs> like, what is it? Like, what's like going I just on don't here? Have the same source of energy as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So, can you kind of give the quick overview of the different energy types mm-hmm. and how how we operate? Yes, of course. <laughs> so, in human design, there are like billions of different configurations. So, I just want to like preface here that I'm definitely oversimplifying. But at the highest level, there are five different types. So we have manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And so. So the majority of the population make up generators and manifesting generators. So it's probably why people like you and I feel like, oh my God, we have to keep up. We can't keep up with all the people. And so manifesting generators and generators are basically the people that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and bring things to life. And the most important thing in the world is that they're really doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. They're kind of designed to wake up each morning with like a full tank of energy to use their energy in super satisfying ways and then kind of crash and wake up recharge. If they actually use their energy in a way that feels good, like they're going to naturally replenish and regenerate overnight. Um, But if they're not, they're probably going to feel restless when they go to bed or just feel depleted in the wrong way. So most important for these people to have boundaries and just be so clear about what they're saying yes to and no to and saying yes out of a place of like pure joy and pleasure and not because they think they should. The difference between the two is that manifesting generators tend to move very quickly. Their gift is really that of efficiency. And so they often thrive when they have their energy in a lot of things at once. And it's really about kind of pivoting as soon as the energy is no, no longer there for something. And so the key thing for both of those types is that they're really designed to allow life to come to them. So rather than chasing after things, trying to manifest, make it happen, it's basically their like nature is to be super magnetic. And so it's really just paying attention to what is showing up in their outer world and like what their gut is responding to in that space. Yeah. Oh, I love that magnetic. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That magnetism requires that they love what they're doing. (laughs) Right. Right. And also that makes sense why since they are the majority of the population, why we have so much talk in our culture about like finding your purpose and doing what you love and, you know, like because follow your gut, follow your gut. Right. On all of those things, which it makes sense for a lot of people, but not for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I love about human design. Everyone was like, follow your gut. I'm like, I don't have a gut response. I don't know what that feels like. So, or like you should market in this way. And like, it's just, it actually is mm-hmm. different for each of us. And yeah. so when we actually have a language, we're like, oh, this is my operating system. Like I'm going to do it that way. Then it's very helpful. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. especially as yeah. an entrepreneur. Oh my God. It's all time. like manifesting. Actually, it's all manifesto. I feel like it's the way, the, totally. the, the primary way that we talk about entrepreneurship and business it's from that manifestor perspective which i'm jumping ahead okay let me let okay. you finish i'm no, just no, no. So it's such a good point though like i just <laughs> you're very cute okay so i have so many clients that are just like you know my coach told me to do this or like i read that i'm supposed to do it this way and they're like it's just not working and so like just you know very quick tangent like for manifesting generators and generators like they have to find a form of marketing that just feels really good to them like they mm-hmm. need to be lit up by that so they're like i have to do this social media but i hate it like it's not gonna work you know yeah yeah um okay projectors so you and i are projectors projectors and projectors are about 20% of the population. And so what we were kind of referencing earlier is that projectors don't have the same consistent access to energy as generators and manifesting generators do. I will say projectors are the most diverse of types. So like, you know, you have two centers defined. I have seven centers defined. There's so much variation in them, but in general, projectors are really here to kind of be leaders and guides and teachers. They're really not here to be the doers. And so when we're brought into a company or into an opportunity and expected to generate in that way, we just like often can't keep up and burn ourselves out very quickly. Our gift is really in our sensitivity to energy and people. Like we have an ability to kind of penetrate into people and make them feel incredibly seen and recognized. Um, But 
is also only doing that to people that are actually ready to receive that. Um, it's super, you know, you said you've been digging into human design in a big way. When he, projectors discover human design, often the impulse is like, I have to learn everything. You know, I know that was mine, but mm-hmm. I just think that for projectors, it's super healthy for us to kind of find a modality and a system and go really deeply into it and kind of become the expert on that thing. So we can kind of be invited in to share that wisdom. Yeah. And so the strategy for projectors is again, not about initiating or trying to make things happen, but it's basically just about waiting to be invited in and recognized before engaging. Because again, our energy is super intense. And I think that we just need to make sure people are actually ready to receive it. So I think when I first heard that, I was like, oh God, this feels so passive. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, that was hard for me too, to wrap my head around when I first heard that. Totally. Yeah. And like, and I just learned that my work is to just like be busy making myself visible and available so that people can find me. You You're know? doing a really good job. Thank you. <laughs> it was hard. I will say first three years, it was like, I wasn't visible at all, but like, mm. I was still like, it was a different time. People weren't ready for it, yeah. you know? But I think when I really learned like, oh, I've got to just put myself out there, you know, and let the people that resonate come rather mm. than like, I would say my first iteration of my business was like reaching out to specific people, you know? And like, and it's just such a different thing to be like, my job is to make myself available and allow the invitations to come. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Manifestor, do you want to say anything about the projector piece? Or? Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish. Okay. Because- <laughs> Manifestors are about 9% of the population. Manifestors are the only ones that are really here to kind of initiate and make things happen. They're also really not here to do all they're doing. Like their gift is really kind of bringing new ideas to life and kind of being that like spark, that like initial force. They often are very naturally independent. They don't really do well when they're being told what to do or managed or guided in any way. I'm <laughs> like with my boyfriend and my mom, both totally. are man- manifestors. My mom and my sister too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And my mom has also ego authority. Yes, so my mom she's, too. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this explains so much. It really does, you know? And, and I think just like, again, quick side note, like it, there's so much empathy and understanding that comes from understanding the designs of the people around you totally. because it's so challenging when we expect people to be something different than what they are. Yeah. But when we like allow them to be them, it's so powerful. It's the game changer for relationships, I think. 100%. I mean, it's like, like my sister is a generator Yeah. and she has emotional authority. And the fact that my sister is emotional and she's always taken a long time to make decisions and it's like back and forth has been something that's been so frustrating to me our whole lives. And now I'm like, oh, well, now I'm like, first of all, I'm like, well, now I feel like an asshole. Totally. Because <laughs> I'm like, I was wishing her to be different, but like, why? That's just who she is. Obviously, you can come to that place of accepting other people without understanding human design. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just see it as this tool to really shortcut that process. So you don't have to spend years wondering like, why doesn't Aaron have as much energy as I do? Or totally. like, why, you know, this person takes so long to make decisions? Or why do they always know immediately? And then they pressure me, like, you know, all of those things that you totally. know, it's now explained. No, it's yeah. such a good point. It's funny. It's like, it always unlocks new things. Like I have to say that I like learned so many new things about my design like this week. And even hearing really? you talk about this and my like mom, my sister and I are emotional. My mom is open. So mm-hmm. she was always amplifying our emotions. So I know that might be foreign to the people here, but I just think that like, it's always like unlocking different layers yes. when you kind of really understand those dynamics. So yes, yeah, so helpful to understand. I know in my romantic partnership, it has changed the game because yeah. like similar, it's like my boyfriend makes decisions like that. He yeah. thought it was gut. Like, What's his... What's his energy type? He's a generator. He's a generator. Okay. A yeah. sacral generator. And yeah. like, I need a lot more time, yeah. you know? And so being able to kind of allow ourselves to do that, but back to the point. Yes. So manifestors, <laughs> super powerful, very impactful beings. Again, kind of really here to do things on their own terms, in their own way. So they often operate best when they're autonomous and kind of doing their own thing. Or if they're working within a company, if they're kind of given like rain to just do whatever they'd like, keep people updated, you know? And so again, they also will really struggle if they try to fit in or try to kind of wait for things to come to them mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. make make themselves wrong for not being like everyone else but like these people are super powerful so it's all about kind of stepping into that power 
Yes. And their strategy is about initiating, making the first move, but also about informing. So once they've made a decision, just basically getting super clear on all the people that decision is going to impact and make sure that they let them know. It's a way to like not ask for permission, but just allow them to manifest with more ease. I love it. And then our friends, our poor reflector friends who are so underrepresented. Underrepresented. So reflector is about 1% of the population. Super unique and magical beings. So these are basically people that are very sensitive to their physical environment and to a lot of different things. And so like they basically take in every Thing in their environment and mirror it back to us. And so like one of the most important things they can do is just be in environments that feel good to them because they're going to like just embody it, you know? These people have like very objective perspectives and evaluations of like what's going on. And so like when I've had reflectors on my team before, I'm literally asking them questions all the time. Like, what do you think about this? What do you see about this? You know, yeah, and they just yeah. have so like the way they see the world is just different. Oh. And they just like see energy and like layers in a way that like I think is very special. It's a lot of inherent wisdom. A lot of inherent wisdom, yeah. you know, and just like this ability because like they're really designed to be super adaptable and flexible and there's like not much like fixed and rigid in them and so mm-hmm. they can kind of like adapt to all these different ways of being and like what's magical is that like over the course of a month they're gonna have periods where they feel like a manifesting generator like mm-hmm. a generator like a projector like a manifester yeah. so it's really about like adapting to that flexibility of identity and not forcing themselves to kind of just be one way is yeah. that just a natural cycle for them or is it is it dependent on who they're surrounding themselves with so it's definitely going to be impacted by who they're surrounding themselves by but it's also based on the planets mm-hmm. So they can actually track how they're going to be impacted each day. I'm like, I'm going to feel more, I know. It's called the transits in human design, but like, it's so helpful for them to follow of like, oh, like I'm going to have this activated this day. I'll feel more like a projector, more like a generator, because like, if they're unconscious about it, like they're probably going to just find that flow anyways. But like, you know, I have clients who are like one week, I'll like do everything. I'm moving so fast. Like the next week I like can't get out of bed. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so just like, I get the key for them is just honoring that adaptability and flexibility and not putting themselves into one box. Yeah. So I know that you work with a lot of companies Mm -hmm. and a lot of corporate environments. So when you go in and you start talking about human design and energy types and planets and answer that question for people who are listening, like, because I think some people just based on the fact that it's based on your date, time and place of birth, they're checked out. They're like, nope, this is woo woo. This is nonsense. Like there's no scientific basis for that. Like, and then they just don't want to hear anything else. Or then when I still continue to tell them, (laughs) they're just like, well, you know, that's like everything you're saying could apply to everyone. And I'm like, well, but it doesn't, but that's fine. (laughs) Like, how do you deal with that resistance? Especially like, I would think in a work environment, there are people who are just like, you're telling me that I need to follow the planets to like know how productive I can be at work. Yeah. Yeah, What's your response to that? Well, first I'll say I love skeptics (laughs) so much. And like, that's part of why I do this work because my role in human design specifically is like, it's just like to make it super accessible. You know, I actually never talk about the planets. I think that's going to like alienate people pretty immediately. Obviously the planets are going to inform it if it's based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. But I think that like my experience is that in general, people are super curious to learn about themselves. Yeah. Like I have a client right now who's bringing human design to her team. And so she was super nervous about getting their birth information. You know, mm-hmm. I gave her like a whole script, you know, <laughs> and she was like, da, 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 da. And like, they were like, sure, tell me more. Like my wife might like this. There was resistance, but also intrigue. Mm-hmm. And so I think in general, like I don't experience many people that are like totally, absolutely resistant. Yeah. I haven't either. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I they're, think, they're very skeptical. Very, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think like my encouragement is like, I'm not trying to convince you of anything, mm-hmm. you know, like take the things that resonate, leave the rest. Like I'm offering a way of operating that you don't have to choose to align with. But often if you do align with it, it's just going to feel better. My sense is that the language of human design is so actually intuitive to people. Mm-hmm. And because it's so grounded, it's like, you make decisions this way. You need to be around people when you do this, like just like yeah. so specific that often they're like, oh yeah, that's true for me. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that my experience is that it often resonates on like a very cellular level that they actually stop caring where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think there's 
also something relieving about like, I don't have to answer a huge questionnaire or like self-diagnose. <laughs> like I can just like, know. So that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's always an experiment, you know? And I also think actually the most important piece is that someone's like willing to look at themselves and grow and change because yes. like, I think probably the biggest skeptics are the people that are actually just like so narrow-minded and like just they're, they're resistant to change it anyway. It's true. And their self-awareness is not great. So they're, they're not, and they actually have no interest. In yeah. It, they're yeah. not interested in knowing themselves any better. Even the skeptics, they're like, well, yeah, that sounds like me, right. but they're still just like, but I mean, I'm sure that sounds like a lot of people. I'm like, well, it does sound like a lot of people because you're not the only one in the world who's right, right, right. you know a generator or whatever but can I say one thing really quickly <laughs> yes yes I think it's such a good point and like I've always wondered because sometimes I like you know I make there's an offering called blueprint which you I'm making yours yes. um, <laughs> but like there have been a few times where I've made mistakes and like sent people the wrong one you know mm-hmm. like I mess up their birth information they mess up their birth information it's always so interesting because whenever I send someone the wrong one they're literally like this doesn't resonate the birth information's wrong and then I like send them the right one they're like okay this is me perfect you oh, know wow, and there's just like so this sense where like you literally saw two or three and you yeah. knew what was you yeah and so that's always just interesting to me it because like there's a level of like yeah i guess it could appeal to a lot of people but i hear other designs and they make zero sense to me yeah actually i did so my my father passed away many years ago yeah. and um my mom has his birth certificate but doesn't have a time yeah. on it so i was like i just put in a bunch of different times like no, he's a generator and he was my dad i know he's a generator but there was like i was like let me just try what happens if he was born at like you know 12 30 in the morning and it made him a reflector and i was like and i'm like i just i was i was really like trying to sit with it and being like okay could my father have really been a reflector and just like thinking and i'm like no he totally. just wasn't he was a generator like totally. it's no, there's nothing about the yes. reflector yes. profile that makes sense for my dad you know yes. so it's like I, yeah so i agree it's like you you know like you know yourself and you know yeah the people yeah. so i guess i have a question because one thing that i i see people getting kind of confusing their energy type with like a personality type. Mm. So thinking that like, oh, like a lot of people so far, when I, I'm like sending them this like breakdown, this yeah. like summary of the energy types, everybody thinks they're a manifester. First of, of all. <laughs> Whenever you're talking like, who thinks they're a manifester? It's like 70 million. Every- I was like, it's about 9%. You guys are not quite on. Everyone thinks they're a manifester, but I think they think they're a manifester because they're like, oh, well, I'm a person who, you know, yeah. like I work hard and I have goals and yeah. I have a vision for my life. And I go, and I'm like, no, that's nothing. Those are two separate things. So I guess, how do you help to make people understand the difference between their personality and their human mm. design? Well, so it's so interesting because in human design, there is the there personality. Is and so but I think that like actually that's part of the magic of human design is that like it gives us language for who we think we are and the things we know but it also gives us language for things that are underneath the surface and the energetics and so I think my experience is people like want to be a manifester in some ways because there's just conditioning that like they need to go hustle and make it happen but like when you actually have a conversation around like what has happened when they've done that it often hasn't been successful you know what I mean oh I know and then I'll I'll also say that like I work with like I've worked with a number of twins you know Mm. where they have a very similar design and they're like but we're so different it's like think of your human design as like your operating system it kind of like helps you know how to navigate life but how you express it and like how it shows up in your life is going to be so different you know and so it's and that's what I love about it is that I think I had a little bit of nervousness when I first entered companies where I was like I don't and just work with people I was like I don't want it to feel prescriptive you know and I just like I never had that experience because people are gonna yeah. just like use it they're like oh I make decisions through my gut you know like yeah. I need to sleep on things and yeah. so I do think that the way we express it and how it's gonna look is gonna be very different Mm -hmm. but you can really feel it like when we talk about energy types like you can feel when someone's a projector or a man 
manifest or a generator. Yeah. Reflector is a little bit harder because they are. Because they're so all the things. open and yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that I've, I'm already, I'm already now, like I can project what people's energy type It's crazy, is. right? Because, yeah. But one thing, and you just touched on this, in terms of being, being a projector and having the strategy of waiting for the invitation and that being so hard for me to accept at first because I'm like, I don't want to wait. Like, I, you know, I need to go. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, I've got to make things happen. I've got to go out and do these do things. But when I sat and I, and I sat with it, reflected back on like, first of all, my best clients, my the most significant events of my life, like everything that's like the most major things that have happened have always kind of like come, quote unquote, out of the blue. Like they're not, they're things totally. that have come to me. They're not the things. And there's some things that I've like worked so hard for this like one goal and like put all of my heart and my soul and my energy in it. And it just didn't happen. And I was so frustrated. But then there were these other things that were still coming to me. And I wasn't, I was kind of taking them for granted because I was so focused on Mm. the thing that I was going after that wasn't. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Totally. And so I'm like, oh, this also just helps me to be more aware and just grateful. Yeah. And I think it's such a good example too, because like, again, because you're a projector, it doesn't mean that you can't initiate. It just means that like when you do, it's probably going to be harder and it's not going to feel very good. Yeah. And like when you enter into things through an invitation, things are going to flow a lot easier. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that like the only times I've had resistance when people like heard about their design was like, I want to be something else. I'm like, how does it feel to operate in the way that you are? They're like, not good, you know? Yeah. So I just think that like similarly, I think I thought back on all of my experiences. I was like, I was invited into all them. Like yeah. everything I've tried to push or make happen hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's also a cool the retrospective tool to just like look at how you entered things in the past yes. and whether it's been in a way that's really aligned with their design. Totally. Yeah, I was actually it's interesting, this is random about projectors, but you know, Barack Obama as a projector and I read Michelle Obama's book this year yes and it's so good and um and like and and this was I read the book before I found out about human design but I'm like oh my god it makes so much sense like even like he was lobbied to run for politics like Mm -hmm. he was totally invited in people are like Mm -hmm. no you're brilliant you're this you should do this like come do this and and I'm like oh because you would think like a politician is like a total like manifester like you know but it's like oh I, I get it like it's totally you really some people kind of when they first hear about the energy types they think there's certain professions that mm. are just like specific energy types and it's like no anyone can be anything totally it's just how you go about operating and making yes. that happen for yourself yes exactly yeah it's like anyone can be a ceo but they're gonna like it's gonna look a little bit different and they're gonna need different support but i, I love the obama example because i was just like he's a six two so in human design there are different profiles yes and everyone yes. has like a different way of manifesting their purpose i used to always think obama and i were like the same because we were six two emotional projectors but like <laughs> turns out our designs are very different but i think that like six twos really come into their fullness when they're like beyond 50 yeah yeah and so he so was like that's, elected that's the role model role model teachers so they basically yeah. live their life in three phases and it's mm-hmm. just like they're designed to kind of really be in their element when they're a little bit older but it's just so funny because he was elected when he was like 47 or 48 like yeah. right kind of broaching on it so I was just like oh my god um, I'm really yeah. excited about that because my profile is and I, I'm actually my birthday is Sunday happy birthday thank you and I'm gonna be 45 and yeah. I'm like I'm like come on let's do this it's like coming. I'm like, so excited to get older <laughs> no there's something to look forward to you know the founder of human design was like so many of us like our prime is like when we're 50 plus yeah you know and like and I think something that I've had to remember I'm a 6'2 too is like it's not that you're not a role model or a teacher or any of that stuff before it's just that like when you actually have all the experience to back it up it becomes a totally different yeah it's inherent to who you are so it's always been part of who you are exactly yeah it's only getting more so yeah so exciting so exciting (laughs) 
So, um, so let's bringing this discussion to relationships and yes. romantic relationships, yes. particularly, I don't know how many, how many of your clients are coming to you seeking, like, I know some people like, okay, for instance, with astrology, some yeah. people who are really into astrology are like, you know, I'm a Taurus, so I can't date a, I don't know a lot about astrology, so I'm making this up. So yeah. people who know about astrology, this, <laughs> is, listen, yeah. this is just a random example. <laughs> so like, I can't date a Pisces because yeah. we're too incompatible or whatever, which I've always been like, everyone's potentially compatible with everyone. I don't buy into that. But in terms of like, I see the beauty of human design and really understanding your partner and finding ways that you can just coexist better. And you know, them, yeah, 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 exa- yeah, exactly. Just honor who they are and, and how they're designed. But do you have people coming to you who are looking for more guidance in terms of like, okay, I'm a, you know, emotional manifesting generator, like who should I date? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. And I also am on the same page as you where I'm just like, I can tell you which types you'll be compatible with. But mm-hmm. like, that's not the point of human design. Like, for you and people have like asked about like let's build a dating app but I'm like it's not about like matching people before they connect and like yeah. I've shared this before but I just think that like you kind of need people to have natural chemistry and be super attracted and drawn to each other and then once you get to that point it's then like like I'm after this doing like a couple session you know or it's like they've been together for seven years you know so then you really look at their design and you're like okay now that you really understand the difference one's a manifesting generator one's a projector like how can you really support and honor each other and I think that like any combination is possible I will say some will be easy than others mm. and some will be harder than others <laughs> yeah. and there are like other elements that show that but I think it's really kind of trusting that like initial impulse that you have and using your authority to know what's actually right for you um, but then I think just like for me like understanding that my partner's a generator and then he makes decisions through his gut and just like all these qualities of his design has been so helpful because it's like you know instead of you know this is like a very specific example but like instead of asking him like an open-ended question that's going to just like go straight to his head and I ask him super specific yes no questions that mm. allow him to like respond to his gut you yeah, know yeah. From his gut and like for him he knows I'm a projector and my energy is like super inconsistent and like I need a lot of time to make decisions and I go through a whole emotional wave and we just have this mm. whole language to talk about our operating system that I think that like if we didn't have that language like I'm sure that we would have figured out how to talk through these things but like it would have been a little bit harder yeah. because I think we would have been like why aren't you more similar to me like I think now <laughs> we're like oh my god we're so different you know yeah. and we understand it and we leverage it you know totally and I think it's like like the way that I felt about myself or like the example I gave my sister you stop wishing people were different. You mm-hmm. stop wishing that they were exactly that they process things the way that you did. Because I think when you without for me without human design, I'm just like just like okay, fine. Like I like I understand this is how you are, but do you have to be that way? <laughs> and now it's like oh yeah, well you do. And sorry, you're like I actually totally honor how you are. Totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I guess, and I know this is not a fair question, and you don't, and this is totally contradicting what I just said <laughs> to preface this. What do you think are some of the more challenging? Like I. Actually Actually, would imagine for a reflector, yeah, relationships are hard. Like that is sort of the most difficult sort of starting point. Yeah, would you agree with that? I wouldn't say that it's hard for them. Mm-hmm. I just think it's probably like more important than ever that they have a partner that like really sees them and honors them and recognizes them. Because like if they're expected to like fit into a box or be one thing, it's going to be super challenging. It's actually really good for reflectors to have like consistency in relationships, like because mm-hmm. they're adapting so much to yeah. have like more stability in the partner. So I also will say like reflectors mirror back what they're seeing, and so if they have a partner who's like going through a hard time, not very self-aware, like they're going to internalize that probably in a big way. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So they also probably want to be with partners that are self-aware and kind of doing work and in a way that they can. So I don't think it's harder for them, but it definitely is like a unique situation, you know, where I think that like they just need someone who honors their uniqueness and they need to honor it too. Yeah. I want every reflector in the world to know about human design. I know. It's so, I mean, I love, I've had like, I've worked with a lot of reflectors now, but I always get so happy when they come because yeah. I'm just like, you're living in a world of like a lot of different types of people. And so again, like, and they're so, and we're all so special. Like we're all so different, but again, like I think that it can be really hard for them to try to be all the things that they're not. So as for projectors, who do you think is a good match for projectors? So I think that like, you know, if you're dating somebody of a similar type, there's often just like a level of resonance, like ease. You know, and so like I, a lot of my former partners have been projectors, and so like, and a lot of my friends are projectors. You know, so it's like mm. it's a natural thing that you're drawn to. So like, there's definitely like that's a it's a good compatibility, but like also projectors and generators, projectors manifesting generators in the context of business are like the best partnership ever because they just like bring like two pieces to a, a puzzle. So I'm not gonna answer your question. I'm not gonna say anything better. <laughs> I know that your partner's a manifester, and again, like you guys are so different. Your energy is like one is closed, one is super penetrating, but yeah. also you both have this like similarity and kind of the even though manifestors really have that manifesting and powerful energy like it is a little bit more inconsistent again i think it's really all possible i do think in the context of business like projector generator projector manifesting generator is great yeah, yeah i can see that definitely in business yeah that mm-hmm. that would be like a really sweet you need spot. it yeah yeah i like have never i mean i've always had a generator or manifesting generator as a business partner it's like mm-hmm. not a thing i can do on my own yeah, yeah i was gonna say that i think yeah like now i'm like i need one yeah <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> like, who wants to be my, who, I need a generator who wants to be my business partner. Totally. I think that would make my life a lot easier. So do you have companies actually like consulting with you in the hiring process or is it more working with the teams that they already have and figuring out how to manage and delegate? It's both. Mm-hmm. The hiring is a little bit complicated. Yeah, you know, I'm working say, with one right really... now and it's just like only because, you know, it's a little bit hard to sometimes ask for the birth information, but also you don't really want to make decisions yeah. based on it without giving them a chance. So that's like something that we're really experiencing running with but mm-hmm. also like you know it's super interesting with human design like you can see when someone won't last on a team like mm-hmm. in my former team I was helping open this big building in New York and I did human design for all the teams there but I would like we would bring on these consultants and like I would actually know within a second if they would last and like none of them did because mm-hmm. like and how I, could you tell in that specific example everybody on my team it was two manifestors one generator and me the leader the projector is that we were all emotional mm-hmm. which meant we all had these like super intense emotional waves yeah. and we could really meet each other there you know yeah but yeah. we would bring in these people that were like super wide open emotionally like basically taking on and like amplifying all of our emotional mm. energy and it was like always too intense for them Dang. so i think in the in the team stuff like i think that it's going to evolve over the next couple of years i think that like it's so useful because like not only for the team but actually for that person you mm. know to like actually enter into a team where they're going to feel recognized and that's going to feel fully functional for them such a powerful tool in hiring and i am doing it with teams but it is still new that's yeah, what i say yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like a delicate dance it's delicate you know <laughs> yeah. because you want to make them choices like it, it's not like you're not actually talking to the person and you're just looking at their design like again similar to dating it's like you've got to feel resonance with that person yeah, and i think it's more about once you look at their design you know where to put them and like how to best kind of communicate with them and honor them yeah can you talk a little bit about authority because yes. we're talking about you know being emotional or having yes. like that sacral like mm-hmm. gut response and mm-hmm. so basically Basically, in human design, there are different ways of making decisions, which are kind of just like, they're often not about making decisions from our mind and trying to rationalize something. Examples of that, there are people that are sacral, which is just true for generators and manifesting generators. And these are basically people that are designed to make decisions based on their gut response, a gut feeling they have in the moment based on like, this thing feels right or doesn't. My body's opening up. I'm so up envious of that. I know, right? It just I'm feels just like, like make life so much easier. I know, I know. <laughs> but you can leverage your gut people around you, but it just, it's very powerful. And like their mind's always going to get in the way and their work is to kind of really tune into and trust that 
gut response. It can also sound like a uh-huh or uh-uh. You can literally hear it in like babies' voices before they have to like try to rationalize things, you mm-hmm. know? For people that are emotional, which can be any type but reflectors, these are basically people, they might have a gut response, they might have a super strong intuition, but they're basically not designed to make decisions in the moment. They're really designed to give themselves time to really feel into things and sleep on things before they commit um, because they're kind of always riding this emotional wave and the most important piece is to not make decisions on the high or the low of the emotional wave, but yeah. give themselves space for the emotional charge to disappear. So knowing who those people are so you can kind of honor their way of making decisions and not rush them because like so wait often- Wait till they're calm. <laughs> wait till they're calm. Mm-hmm. Like it should be an emotional place. So often for me, it's like I'm on the high of an emotional wave and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. You know, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, what in the world did I commit to? And if I had just given myself 24 hours, like I would have been entering it from like a calmer place, mm-hmm. a more grounded one. There are people that are splenic like you, yeah. which is just true for manifestors and projectors. And basically these people are designed to make decisions based on their intuition. And so intuition is different than the gut response. Intuition is super quiet. It's yeah. like a feeling of resonating with something or not. It's super quiet. It's a whisper. It mm-hmm. tingles that you feel it. It comes and then it disappears. Yeah. It's not like knocking at your I door. I call it my suspicion. Yeah. Because that's how it feels. Like it feels like I'm just like, I just have a feeling exactly. I'm supposed to do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super instinctive. It's like, I mean, I'm sure you've read it. It's like all about this survival instinct. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I survive? I have a feeling that I should do this or this or this. And so yeah. it's really about getting quiet enough to hear it. And like also often disconnecting yourself from other people's energy so you can yeah. really connect to what it's telling you and then just being courageous enough to act once you hear it. Do you feel like you're connected to your intuition? I do. And, but I also very intentionally, I spend a chunk of time in solitude every day on purpose. <laughs> you know, like I have not like a super great meditation practice. I'm not yeah. as consistent with it, but I do meditate. I journal. I go for hikes by myself almost every day because Amazing. I just need to have that time because that's just my time to like think and get inspired and just, I, I love it. <laughs> so I take that time. So because of that, I do feel that, yeah. But what, actually, even today, because I just got to New York last night and I was on the subway, you know, coming here and I was like, how did I live in New York all my life? Surrounded by super hard, all yeah. these people and all this energy. And it's hard for me now that I live in LA and I'm not used to being surrounded by so many people all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is tiring. <laughs> I always say, cause so many of my clients are in New York that like being splenic in New York is not easy. Yeah. You know, it yeah. really like needs some like intentional time to just kind of reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we've ego, yeah. <laughs> which is true for your mommy yes, said, mine yes. too, which is like, this is only true for projectors and manifestors. Basically means- And super rare even among- Super rare. And basically means that they're really designed to make decisions based on whether or not they really have the willpower or the fortitude to do something. And so, and they're designed to be selfish in their decision making. It's all about like whether their heart's in it and like asking themselves like, will this decision really take care of me? You know? And like, I told my mom this and she was like, oh God, no. You know, she's like, she like makes decisions on behalf of everyone else, which I would say many ego people that I talk to yeah, do. Yeah, do. Because they've been judging themselves. Like exactly. they can't be, you know, quote unquote selfish in that way. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I think like when their heart's in it, they can move mountains, mm-hmm. you know? And it's basically not doing something unless their heart's in it. Then we have G-Center says self-projected, which is just true for projectors. And basically these people need to kind of verbally process, like basically surround themselves by people that they trust and just allow themselves to talk. And by doing that, their truth will literally just plop out. So it's not about trying to like figure (laughs) it out or like have people that are giving you advice. It's just like letting yourself just like do it. Like Mm -hmm. it's so funny. I'm coordinating a podcast and event with a friend of mine who has this. And she just like leaves me voice notes every time. She can't figure out the text. She's like, we have to get on the phone. We have to talk through it. I was like, I'll do whatever. I'll honor you. But I just think that like, and so these people are really good at kind of 
talking things out, you know, if they don't have people around them, you know, even just like journaling, voice recording, just saying things out loud can be useful. Mm. There's something called mental projectors. I think it shows up as none when you look it up. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, it says no inner authority. People are always like, what? I know. <laughs> so I think for those people, like they have that element of talking things out. That's mm-hmm. healthy for them too. But also these people are so sensitive to their physical environment. So it's really about being in environments that feel good to them and then kind of like allowing themselves to like communicate and sort of see what truth comes out when they do. And then like the most unique and wild one is obviously the reflectors. Yeah, you know, I think this so one is wild. always so <laughs> strange to me, but it's so resonant with the reflectors that I talk to and work with. But basically for the big decisions, this is true for the emotional people too. You don't have to wait to say yes to like a dinner invitation, right, you know, right. but I think for the big decisions, reflectors are really designed to give themselves a full 30 days, a full lunar cycle before they commit. Cause they kind of need that period of time to fully sample something before they like have that knowing inside that it's actually the right thing for them. Mm, wow. It's so fascinating. Endlessly. It's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. (laughs) I love, I actually do love my intuition. Like, I love having intuition. Yeah. But it is sometimes because, and you know from my chart, sometimes if I think too much about it, then I'm like, oh, wait, is that my intuition? Yeah. Or is this like, you know me talking myself into something so yeah but I kind of I kind of think now the distinction between my intuition and an idea is an idea is more of like a pop (laughs) it like pops into my head like oh you could always do this whereas my intuition is like hmm maybe this is the thing that you should try doing yes so yeah it's like but it's like (laughs) can you so can you associate the intuition with like a place in your body oh that's a good question I don't have an answer by the way no yeah yeah I no, but now I want to pay more attention to that because that would be helpful. Yeah. It's a really good question. Just seeing how it shows up, you know, because yeah. then it's a thing that can be more reliable because like often how the intuition shows up too is like you weren't thinking about it. It's just yeah. like also there's just like a sense and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, and so that's obviously makes it even harder to justify or to make sense of it. But like, it's a thing that obviously isn't a product of you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's so interesting. So I guess like for people though who have this intuition, this intuitive authority, um, the splenic authority, if you are... Yeah, I think those moments where it just comes, those moments are easier for me, actually. Yeah. Because I know, I'm like, I'm not, this isn't coming from nowhere. This is not for no reason. But if there's a time where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to make a decision and I'm trying to decide like the best course of action, that's when it gets hard because then I'm like, is this something that I'm thinking myself into or is this something that my intuition is actually, that for me is the challenge when I'm being more intentional about trying to figure something out. Right. And you can't really control your intuition when it comes, even though it's like always speaking to you in some way. Like my recommendation for that is to like get out of a container where you're trying to figure it out like Mm -hmm. meditate go into nature go for a walk you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like just things where you just kind of like allow yourself to just like tune in and be with yourself and like see if clarity comes that way yeah it's always about like turning off the brain Right. And so we have this like attempt to like figure it out and just be like, I'm just going to like flow Mm -hmm. and like just get super quiet and like really pay attention. What do you do to turn off your brain? Always. I have like so much definition in my design. So I've got like a mind that's always running. But I think that, um, and we like so many of us do, but I think that Kundalini has been like the most powerful practice for me. Mm -hmm. I think that like it's you know, a form of meditation, but like incorporates a lot of like mantra and movement. And so that, and I mean, that meditation has always been very powerful. I do like an hour of yoga every day, connect Mm -hmm. to myself. But yeah, I think that like, it's just trying to like, and especially with the emotional piece, I know so much of my work is to just feel into things. So like, I think that journaling and just like doing it without the pressure, without the intention is super helpful. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. How is it? So being emotional in New York City, is that hard too? 
New York is intense. I mean, New York makes projector. New York is like New York we makes everything. <laughs> we were just mentioning. I used to live in the city, and I live in Brooklyn now. And like, I just like can't. I mean, I went to the city for like meetings on Monday, and now I'm just like, unless I really have to go into the city, I will not go. You know. Yeah. And so like, I get so active over the energy that I get super like intense and like moving very quickly. And so mm-hmm. I think in moments yeah, like that, too. I can be super impulsive. You know what I mean? And yeah. not listen to my emotional authorities. I think that it's really like just taking some time to withdraw. You know, so much of being a projector is actually disconnecting yourself from other people's energy to kind of just reconnect yourself. So I think spending time alone has always been such a big part for me of living in New York. And also like I leave New York a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's good that you get to travel a lot. This is really helpful. Because, yeah, I feel being in New York City makes me feel less like myself. Because you're taking on all the other people's energy. And I'm just like, I just need to get back to L.A. I can like go for a hike and be in my car and totally have like so much more space and peace. Exactly. So yeah, it's also interesting because I think all my life I've thought of myself as being this very strong-willed, independent person. Now I'm like, oh, I'm actually very strong-willed, yeah. but like in just the sense of, oh, I'm so much more sensitive than I ever realized. I was so busy being like, I'm not sensitive. Like, I don't give a fuck. Totally. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I give a lot of fucks. (laughs) Yeah. No, and owning that. Like, I think that we often feel so much like shame about who we are, Mm -hmm. you know, or we just are like, this is wrong. You know, I'm going to like be the opposite. And so I think when like a stranger reflects back to your human design, you're like, oh, that is me. And like, I can just like lean into it. But it makes sense that LA feels better. You know, I think that like, and you have so much openness in your design, but I think like spending time disconnected from other people's energy is going to be so important for you. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. So what does human design have to say about love? About love? I mean, I think that like beyond human design, like it's obviously possible for all of us. You know, I think what human design has to say is like how we can enter in a way that's probably more sustainable and feels better for us. You know, like for me, knowing that I'm like not designed to initiate a relationship. Like in my relationship, I definitely like made myself available. Yeah, me too. So I just knew that I couldn't make that first move because I I know that how we enter things is everything. So I think that it brings a level of consciousness and understanding that how we can really cultivate love that's sustainable and feels really good for us. Mm -hmm. You know, but I know there's talk of like, oh, like this person in human design isn't meant to be in partnership. Like that Mm, stuff is not true. You know, like it's just going to look different for all of us. You know, some of us like are really here to be more independent, but also really like can thrive in partnerships. So I think just using your human design not to limit you, but to kind of like empower you to like find it in a way that feels better to you. Another small example is like, you know, some people with a four in their profile, I'm sure you've heard this, but like their opportunities are all designed to kind of come through their community, through their network, through the people they know, like super personal connections. Yeah, like, so, oh, you're four six, <laughs> yeah. right? So those people are like on apps and trying to meet people, it's probably mm-hmm. a little bit, be a little bit harder for them, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's really about kind of like connecting. And so I think that it often just gives us permission to like, I don't know about you, but I was like the worst that I just like didn't, I wasn't great at dating. Never did the apps. I never knew how to, yeah. but like, I think that I just could feel that the recognition was so important. So I just like, didn't really know how to do surface level stuff. Yeah. I used to be terrible at dating. Then I got really good at dating, dating, dating coach yeah. and all that stuff. But then actually it really interesting. The way that I met my, my boyfriend was I met him on the street and I was, we were talking and the, my intuition said, I just feel like you're supposed to keep talking to him. I just feel so like you're supposed cool. to keep talking to him. And it was like a very brief encounter and we went our separate ways. And I was like, even just that physical meaning. Yeah. Right and I was just like, I just feel like I'm supposed to keep talking to that guy. I don't know why. Wow. And so I actually went and, fo- and found him on Twitter because I had enough information about him yeah. and I followed him on Twitter and he followed me right back. And I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Yes. And then I just, I messaged him and I said, it was nice meeting you. And that was it. And I was like, I'm just going to say it was nice meeting you. Yeah, and you made yourself and that's available it. there. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously he like, you know, responded and he wound up asking me out and everything. So it's interesting because I'm like, I basically followed my design without knowing about- That's the thing though. <laughs> yeah. Like human design is not designed to be this thing where it's like, oh, this is like a map that I don't know how to 
follow. It's yeah. like when people are just, doing work on themselves and are self-aware, they're going to do it intuitively. Totally. Human design just gives it a leg up because it's like, oh yeah, okay, perfect. I'll do yeah. it this way. But like, you know, at some point we might not need it, but for now it just kind of gives us the operating system. But like, again, if you know yourself well enough, you're probably doing it already. Erin Claire Jones, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to talk to you. Mm-hmm. One last question. Do you want to just let the audience know, and I'm going to link to your website and your social media in perfect. the show notes, but is there anything in particular you want the audience to know that you're working on? I mean, I think the blueprint's a good one. I'm happy to give you guys a discount for that, but it basically is a 30 page PDF on your design. So that's a really good place to get started. Other things that I'm working on, I mean, there's a lot right now, but I think that like that and sessions are really kind of the best place. And then you'll link to my stuff, but I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it, my conversation with Erin Claire Jones. Erin has very, very generously offered listeners of Dear Franny a discount on her blueprint. So if you want to know what is your human design, what is it all about, how can you use it for your life, this is an excellent starting point. So if you go to her website, please check the show notes for links to her website. And if you use the promo code Dear Franny, she has offered a discount to the listeners of this podcast. So thank you, Erin. We're so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for all of you who are listening. I'm so grateful for human design having come into my life because it's changed it. It really has. And like I said, in the show notes, you'll find links to all of Erin Claire's social media and her website. And you can also find links to mine. I am at Dear Franny on all social media. I'm at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please stay in touch. Please let me know how you're enjoying the show. If you are enjoying the show, please take the time to rate and review the podcast and more importantly share it share it with your friends share with anybody you know who thinks might benefit from hearing any of these great conversations with these brilliant people that I get to talk to how lucky am I I appreciate you wherever you are in the world I know that your time is precious and I don't take for granted that you have chosen to spend a little bit of it with me today and so for that I am eternally grateful have a beautiful day until next time